Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Alexander-Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you did not know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. How's it going, Andrea? It's going great, John. How are you? I'm doing fine. It's a little chilly, but you know what? At least the sun's out. Well, you know what? It, it's chilly, but it's not deep freezing. Yeah. Yeah. True. That, that, that's what I'm happy about. It's not deep freezing yet. It's just slightly chilly. So, true. You know, and it's also, it's Christmas time. I know. Get into Christmas spirit. I um, know. It, it's crazy. I think Christmas is not this Monday. It was a Monday. Wait, is it? It was. It's coming soon. I know Christmas is coming soon. I think it's. It's, uh, it's, it's about it's about a week and a half away. We got. Ooh, yeah, that's crazy. It <laughs> I is. Get over that. And trust me, I only have one present bought for, and I have not nothing else. So, um, I'll probably end up finishing. Um, I'm leaving late next week to go see my father for Christmas. Right. And I'll probably be in that throng of people to go finish getting Christmas gifts. So <laughs> I I just. I can't find, I can't find what I want to give this year. It was a um, quick story. I was at, well, one thing is I was at the Charles White exhibit, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. And I, I wish everyone would go see it. Um, Charles White is this black artist who did some incredible stuff, both in drawings and um, I think he did a couple of sculptures, but drawings, photographs, things like that. And at one point he worked in Ohio in um the Dayton area and mm-hmm. I was like and it was there for about a year and I was like someone and a friend of mine we I was with at the exhibit they're like your father's an artist he's an art teacher didn't he work with him I said you know what I don't know and I had to call my father come to find out my father worked with Charles White wow and you know sometimes you you know how people react to a certain individual yeah well let's just say my father worked for Charles White and, and got to know him very well. <laughs> I was like, Dad, do you want the exhibit book? He's like, no. No. He was like, if you want to give it to me as a gift, okay, but no. I was like, I already know about Charles White. I said, okay. We know that. So, you know, but I found something else for him. There's a wonderful um, art book out called Young, Gifted, and Black. Yeah. It is showcases a lot of the new black artists in the country and uh, a friend who came in over the weekend for the AKA gala. Um, and also to see the Charles white exhibit, his best friend wrote the book. And, really? I, was like, and I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's the Christmas gift. So I have one Christmas gift and that's mm. it. Everything else. I have no clue what I'm, I'm going to do. I just know what theme I'm using this year is novelty. Cause what do you get people who have everything? You know, yeah, it's hard to do. But anyway, so I digress. So that is the beginning of my week. It's Christmas. I'm happy. And um, I'm not letting the news depress me because I'm happy watching bad Christmas movies and enjoying my tree. So, you know, <laughs> I have one uh, gift underneath my tree, but I don't care. I Christmas is not Christmas without a tree up, lights on it, bulbs. And my stuffed animals of Christmas theme all the way around around the apartment. I don't have everything out either. So right. Anyway. Right. Yeah. So we're talking um, about chocolate news today. Yeah, exactly. So I want to say, what is the chocolate news of the week? The chocolate news is 
for we after my rambling. Um, <laughs> first off, Andre Brower died. Yeah, Um, that hurt, man. it it hurts because everyone his career spanned over thirty years, I believe, and everyone may know him in Homicide, Life on the Streets, or Men on Certain Age, or Brooklyn Nine Nine. But if you go past that to his early days, a lot of people got to know Andre Brower for his role in Glory. And um, as I said earlier, a friend of mine, um, Glory actually um, was the breakout role, not just for Andre Brower, but also for Matthew Broderick and Denzel Washington. It is a wonderful film about the Black troop from Boston, Massachusetts that fought in the Civil War. So it gives you a viewpoint from a battle strategy from what Black men went through, trying to be soldiers to say they were men, not slaves, what they've endured, what emotional trauma they've gone through. And you had all different, you know, you, you have people joke about the house Negro and the slave and the and the field Negro and all this type stuff. Yeah. But it is Matthew Broderick showed why he was an actor and his range of emotion and what he went through, um, his character went through was wonderful for him. Denzel Washington proved that he could act. Um, because like I explained a scene to you before, when he played um his character, he um played a, a former slave. Um, who had to be disciplined at one point in the movie. And he showed all the emotions of what that character went through. Resign, horror, um, shame, you know, and acceptance of what he had to go through. And the fact that, you know, being part of the war, he thought he would never be uh, whipped again. And he was about to be disciplined by whipping. And you could see all that emotion rolled into one tear that came down and rolled down his face. But Andre Brower's character was this bookish nerd who was, quote, a house Negro, friends with Matthew Broderick's character. And their friendship was tested during that whole time. And in fact, you watched Brower's character, which was a background character, grow from this carefully, th this guy who had been um, sort of protected all his life into manhood and where he finally stepped in to prove that he was a man by saying that he agreed to hold the flag as they went through their final assault in the movie. So it's a wonderful film. Morgan Freeman's in it. Um, Carrie Oles from Princess Bride is in it. I mean, there are a number of actors that we all have seen in different roles. This was a breakout film for all of them. And whether it was a large part or small part, it is a wonderful film that I recommend it to everyone. If you're lacking Black history, go and just watch it. Number one is beautiful Black men in it. But two, the strength of character of survival, emotional strength, and, you know, a little bit of American history that we've never seen before. It's beautiful. And it won a couple of Emmys. So, mm. I'm sorry, not Emmys, Oscars. Because yeah. Denzel Washington, Washington um, ended up, I believe he won an Oscar yeah. Brower was nominated, was not nominated for that role, but from that, as he grew as an actor, he'd been nominated 11 times for Emmys and he ended up winning two primetime Emmys. Yeah, so, which shows, which is, which is very impressive. 
It is. It's very impressive. And he's going to be sorely missed on both the big screen and the small screen. I am so sorry to see him go. Yeah. But uh, that that hit me hard because I'm a fan of that. Uh, the TV show he did most recently, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where he plays the... Uh, I, I, I want to say he was a police chief or something. I, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Either the he exact. was the chief or the captain. Yeah, chief of the, or the captain. Yeah, but uh, he was hilarious on that show because he had but, like but a deadpan always, sense of humor. So I know you always forget that he's funny. Yeah, exactly. And he knew he had such comedic timing. It was just, he was just wonderful to watch whatever he did. It was wonderful to watch him work. And I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Um, just definitely. But I think also in terms of another, um, a quick escalade, um, this is an article I found on theroot.com. Um, Oprah appeared on the Sherry Shepard show um, earlier uh, today. And um, basically, Oprah passed the daytime baton to Sherry Shepard, which is, you know, Oprah doesn't pass that baton lightly. Mm -hmm. And I think she sees a little bit of herself in Sherry and what Sherry has gone through. And um, Sherry Shepard was asking her about her legacy. And she quoted something that Maya Angelou said to her when she came back from South Africa for opening up, you know, she has that school for girls in South Africa. And she told Maya, she said, I said, the school is going to be my greatest legacy. Little girls are everything. And she said, you have no idea. You have no idea what your legacy is going to be. Because she said, your legacy is never one thing. It's every life you touch. And I think that's a great lesson for everybody. If anyone ever read Mitch Albom's book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven, and you never know whose life you're going to touch and change by whatever action you do. And I think you don't know what type of legacy you leave behind by what you do. And right. you don't know how many people reach by what you say, by what you see, by simply opening the door to a woman and saying, you know, can I help you? Or just say, if someone says sneezes in a store, you say, bless you. And they say, thank you. That's a touching. Because, you know, so many people don't care about anything. But niceties, people remember the niceties. People remember those things out of the blue that happened. And I think the fact that Oprah has been this this guru of quality of life and everything. Um, I think it's great that Sherry Shepard is finding her own way in the daytime world. Um, and I think it's fantastic because she didn't do it with Jennifer Hudson. She didn't do it with Ellen. She didn't do it with um, Oprah. I mean, not Oprah, but Queen Latifah and Drew Barrymore and a few other women who have had talk shows. I mean, she didn't even do it with Tamara Hall. She did it with Sherry Shepard. That says something. I mean, even Wendy Williams didn't get the didn't get the Oprah touch. Yeah. So, you know, the only person who also got an Oprah touch is um what's her name who has the cooking show? She does the doggy treats. Um doggy treats. You so know you're, not, you're talking about Rachel Ray? Rachel Ray. Oprah yeah. owns her show. Right, right. And 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 Oprah started her show um again. Oprah started Rachel Ray show because Rachel Ray had that personality that went surpassed just cooking. She had that bouncy personality that engages people. And, you know, Sherry Shepard's the same way. Despite whatever's going on, she has that gift of being for people. So there's that.
Yeah, gotcha. Another interesting thing, um, Deion Sanders. He got named Sportsman of the Year for 2023. Congrats to him. Can you believe that? I, I mean, know, that's crazy. <laughs> He went from HBCU Jackson State to the season losing Colorado Buffaloes and turned that turned them around. They went from zero zero season to at least a four and eight season. I mean, even though he only won four games, he filled that stadium. People are excited again to be a Buffalo, a Colorado Buffalo fan, and I think, um, and I think that's exciting for college football to bring back a program like that. And he worked his magic, even though he is arrogant as all heck and get out. Um, Dion's going to be Dion. Yeah. But you know what? But still Dion proved why he's Dion. And, you know, there's going to be some tweaking. There's going to be some adjustments. He's lost a few of his staff members. And they didn't make it to the Pac-12 championship. But you know what? they have a chance to do it again next year because this is his first season. And he says, we're going to win. We're going to win. And he did win. He also lost a lot too. Yeah. But you know what? It's a, it's a continual buildup. So I'm looking forward to see what the Buffaloes do next year. You know, it's going to be interesting to see, watch and how he guides this, um, this, this group into an, another season and see what they do. Then we got, I'm very excited by this. And I didn't even know um, the medical world was working on, on a um, something to help solve sickle cell disease, which is rampant in the black community. But um, the FDA uh, has the US, yeah, the FDA um, has greenlit two revolutionary cell-based gene therapies, uh, has Givi, I know I'm butchering the name, Life Gina, for making significant leaps forward in treating sickle cell disease for patients in age 12 and older. And I think um, there it's a new novel concept of this treatment. And it's the, I think COVID, we see how the advancement in um, developing new drugs. This is also taking on new technology, new ways of looking at sickle cell and how to manage the condition and improving the lives so they don't just erupt in pain and other things like that. Um, it is a it, sickle cell disease. For many who don't know or understand it, is a quick is a group of inherited blood disorders that affects around 100,000 individuals in the United States, predominantly among African Americans, but it's not just African Americans. People of um, Mediterranean European descent also get it as well, but it's all it's really among in the U.S. It's among African Americans, and basically, it is um, the root cause of sickle cell is the mutation of of a gene that affects the hemoglobin, um, a protein in the red blood cells that is responsible for delivering oxygen throughout the body. It affects that ability for that delivery to happen so the cells become sickle shaped and because of that that causes all kinds of pain and organ damage with this new treatment it's supposed to stop that especially in young people so that their sickle cells are tricked into becoming regular cells again hmm. so something like that 
I'm not explaining it all the way through, but they, they help with the sickle cell, sickle shaped shells so that they can function better and change how stems change how the hemoglobin operates in the body or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think it's wonderful because I didn't even know this was going on. You know, you hear all about let's raise funds for this, let's raise funds for that. But you never hear anyone saying let's raise funds to help treat sickle cell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But someone did it. So, um, and I think it's fantastic. And I can't wait to hear the outcome of people using this new drug. Yeah, me too. Harvard is, you know, known for its medical school and things like that, has been going through controversy, not for medical reasons, but unfortunately for the controversy surrounding the Israel-Hamas war and anti-Semitic statements that are being heard on various college campuses. Now, um, the Harvard president, the first black president, Claudine Gay, keeps her, her position because the board is behind her. Um, basically, um, there was some pressure on her position because of her testimony before Congress about the anti-Semitic activity that occurred on her campus. And, um, and I think she said a few things in that hearing that, um, that, you know, Gay and two other university presidents were criticized for not clarifying if they said supporting the genocide of Jews would go against the university's code of conduct. You know, opponents intensify their demands that people be fired, things like that. And I think um, college, college presidents are in a youth position because, um, College campuses are places where freedom of speech is used every single day. Yeah. And everyone has a right to speak out against whatever. And, you know, the university has to temper what is said and monitor so it doesn't escalate into something horrible. And I feel sorry for the college presidents because they're caught in, they're caught in a no-win situation. Exactly. They were caught in this situation. And um, but for now the board is supporting her. Some donors don't like it. Some donors will leave, some donors will stay. But I think overall they're gonna weather this storm and move on. So mm -hmm. um and finally, finally, um, uh, one, I'm looking forward to I'm just gonna say this the Bengals game on Saturday against the Vikings. I don't like the fact that it's going to be on Saturday, but okay. Yeah, what's up with that? Usually, college, I, I think usually was, college football games are on Saturdays and stuff. I think it's because of a scheduling conflict or something mm. that this ended up being on Saturday. Gotcha. But, so we'll see what Jake Browning does again against the Vikings. So, yeah, it should be um, interesting. He certainly surprised me. Now, hey, they surprised me. He surprised everybody on Sunday because um, that was um, the Bengals lost on Sunday, didn't they? What? No, they won. No, they won. They won. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Won. They beat the they beat the Colts by a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, they in fact they beat the Colts. Actually, it came down to a field goal at the last minute. Oh, did? It? Yeah, it did. And oh, um, okay. But it it you know he is the the new development with the Bengals. Even though Joe Burrows is still the guy. Yeah. Jake Brown looks like he might be the the guy 2.0, the guy. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. There might be a fight for that quarterback position next year. 
Yeah, even though they paid uh they paid Joe Burrow. How much they paid Joe Burrow? I'm just I'm just gonna say a lot of money. <laughs> Over two hundred million. Yeah, let's just say that. Um, but I would just say that I wouldn't be surprised that Jake Browning gets a little bit more airtime as a backup quarterback when they mm-hmm. want to keep Joe Burrow's fresh. So he's not, you know, because he's injury prone all the time, they may have to switch out quarterback. They're not supposed to. Yeah. But they they may have to temper when they use Joe and when they don't. Yeah, because they gotta protect that that investment, man. Yeah, I mean to keep him healthy. Exactly. So but that being said, even though the Bengals the Bengals play in Paycor Stadium. So speaking of Paycor Stadium, this is my way of getting to the Cincinnati Music Festival in mm-hmm. a backwards way. <laughs> Finally, um we have the announcement of who's coming for the 2024 music festival and in a way i'm excited and in a way i'm like eh. yeah i'm excited because it's maxwell ah! <laughs> and you know how much women love maxwell it's maxwell i i, I, I did not know until you said it <laughs> yes it's maxwell he's a cutie anyway and then there's fantasia she's gonna perform and she you know she's she's in the color purple the musical that's about to be um released on christmas day so she's coming. Then we got a new addition. Why? But okay. Um, it is it, it, it's an interesting lineup for the music festival. It seems like they're trying to give everybody a little bit of everything. And they're going old school a lot more. I don't know if it's because it's cheaper or what. I don't know. Probably um, cheaper. That would be my guess. But Thursday night is will at the the Andy Brady Brody State um amphitheater will be their um, hip-hop festival. So they have not announced that lineup yet for Thursday night. It's going to be, I should say, the music festival will take place July 25th through the 27th. Thursday night will be uh, a salute to hip-hop and rap, and that will be at the um, Andy Brody um, Amphitheater. And then Friday night lineup will feature Maxwell as the headliner, um, also performing will be um, Neo, Fantasia, October London. I have no idea who that is, and Lakeside. Throwback, but yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean it's uh the lineup sounds kind of mid to me, but I I don't know. I'm not I'm not that big into R and B myself. So but... well, I mean it, it's having seen the evolution of R and B, yay and eh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, Saturday night, the bigger headline is New Edition featuring Bobby Brown, God help us, Belvin <laughs> DeVoe, Ralph Tresvant, Johnny Gill, you got Kim, SWV, and Stokely. I have no idea who Stokely is. And there's still one more artist to join that lineup because, you know, New Edition is actually Bobby Brown, Belvin DeVoe, Ralph Tresvant, and Johnny Gill, all right. rolling into one. So that just means it's going to be a long concert of them singing together, then breaking out into various groups and singing together again. And if anyone doesn't know who Ralph Tresvant is, if you go on Radio 1 at night, Monday through Friday, the Love and R&B slate, he is the new host uh, at night of Love of, of Love and R&B at night on Radio 1. So you can get to know Ralph Tresvant. He has a wonderful radio voice. He really does. But, and he can sing a little bit. And Johnny Gill, you know, there is Johnny Gill. And um, 
I love Kim. I really do. Throwback to Jazz ask, but Kim can sing. He always performs well. It's just going to be interesting to see who else joins this lineup, but it's going to be interesting. So we'll just have to see what happens. Tickets are on sale now. Um, um, you know, it's interesting and exciting. But it anyway, should it, it should be fun for people as long as people have fun and as long as it brings the city money. That's that's all I care about. You know, with the music festival, despite who they bring, brings people out. Yeah, and I and I know Fantasia. If things go well with Color Purple, Fantasia folks will come out for Fantasia to see her. Um, Maxwell has a new album out, so they'll come out. If I can say album, right? Yeah, that is CD album. MP3. Yeah, yeah. He has new stuff out. Um, I think um, I haven't th heard anything new about Neo. I think Fantasia is working on something, I believe. Um, I don't know who October London is. I'm going to have to discover who that is. Lakeside is a throwback. Woo! Throw throwback. But they haven't had any hits for a long time. So it's going to be interesting. I know New Edition was on tour last year or this year. They they Or they're starting a tour, a reunion tour. And this might be part of their reunion tour that's going to happen in 2024. Because there's a couple of boy bands that are doing reunion tours or tours, per se, in 2024. So we might see the wave of boy bands getting back together and maybe pop up a few new boy bands. So we'll just wait and see what happens. But that is the chocolate news for today. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. And uh, that's it for uh, today's show. Um, wait, is it today? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> see, okay, see, you're dipping into the to the Christmas nog already. Yeah. So, you know, be careful about that. You know, we can't we can't have that happen too soon. But you know, yeah, yeah, nog it, is hard to come by. But you know, it is yeah. good. Anyway, so. it, it 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 is close to Christmas though. So next week we will have our show, and then we'll take a break after that. So, like I said, we're getting so close to Christmas. I I can't believe it. And uh, yeah, so that's it for today's show. And I want to thank Andrea again for all the great chocolate news. Thank you, Andrea. You're very welcome. All right. And you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the session newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Threads. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple. Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now accepting applications for an advertising representative. So please call or text our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander-Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day. <laughs> <laughs>